kids, you are about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jingle Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. Tis the season to be freezing. I hope you and your family are not wheezing from the coronavirus. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as coagulase negative staphylococci and evening gown. So I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Yes. Well, Cameron, I see you've, uh, you're all dressed up kind of in Christmas cheer. That's right, Dr. London. That This is sort of my holiday job, I would say, is making sure everything that's dreary is transformed into cheery. Yeah. Well, okay, I guess, the, I mean, whenever I say you're all dressed up, it's really, it's the antler, the, the, the reindeer, you know, antler things you're wearing there. Oh, yeah. I've been going around antlering everything including my own self i've been running by neighbors or friends coaches or bankers and i i just kind of i go i anyone i think needs to go from drear to cheer i've got these these little antlers and they little jingly balls on them and i go Uh okay that sounds violent so these are just violent it's christmas it's just a little the little headband antlers, is that right? Yeah, just like the headband antlers, but I just come by really quick and I go, whoa! Yeah, so pop them on, and then I'm off so fast. Where so, so you're just running in and because I would think that like it's if you're giving it to someone you run up, you know, put it on their head and then kind of say like, oh hey, and like maybe ask if they want that. No, no. I mean, if they're confused by what's going on and they want to ask questions, they can just chase me down. Because I'm, I mean, but I'm you, going by super fast, so they just got to start running and be like, "Hey, I've got a few questions about what just happened." Okay, and ha- has that happened before? And so then I'm, at, I'm at the pharmacy, and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the cabinets in the pharmacy waiting for someone to restock in there, and then I go, "Hua!" Antlered. And- you antler them. Okay. Yep. I, and I want to encourage all of our listeners to antler all of your friends and your classmates and your teachers and well, your the, students. Antler everyone ones. you possibly can. Like So like if you see someone who's frowning and like yep. looking kind of down in the dumps, those are the ones that... You, do you think that the Christmas cheer is is contained within the deer antlers? Is that... The whole thing? The reindeer antlers? The deer antlers sort of counteract the negative energy of a lack of Christmas cheer. And the way you would tell if they have a lack is like if they're not smiling or being cheery. Yes. Well, we have like a reader. We have like an EMF like an EMF reader. Is that like for that's for ghost hunting? 
And so we go in and then we like measure like if it's cold in there. Oh, a thermometer? Like we'll go into an office. Yeah. Like we'll go into an office or like a bank or like my mom's farm. We'll go we'll go there and we'll check the temperature and we've got the EMF reader and we'll take a lot of pictures. And if there are orbs floating around in the pictures, then that indicates to me that there's a lack of Christmas spirit going on there and it's cold and dreary and we need to uh liven things up and the cheapest way to do that is is antler these antlers so you know that during winter generally it's going to be more likely to be colder right that's just the seasons so the thermometer i assume it's yeah and that's also winter is when christmas time is and that's when christmas negativity and a lack of christmas spirit has its strongest most negative impact okay and you can tell from the the thermometer it gets colder and colder with each passing day yeah and so i guess so you you think and there's so many orbs when you're taking and once again, pictures that sounds that sounds very much like a specific to ghost hunting like that's a very that the orb thing well, we're hunting the ghosts of lack of ghosts. And if you think about it, who are the three most famous ghosts alive? Uh, well, I guess I guess Casper would be the most. Well, I mean, the yeah, but like not them, not Casper. Okay, not Casper then, I guess. <clears throat> like the the three stooges is the next one that comes to mind. Like I I don't think well, that they're the Three Stooges aren't ghosts. They're just guys. Well, the, I mean, at this point, I don't know if they... I think that, like, Curly and Mo, Like, I feel like they they aren't alive anymore. Like, they're ghosts at this point, right? No. I haven't heard anything about this. You're talking about Will Sasso? Yes. No. I, and the Silicon Valley guy? Yes. And Sean Hayes? Yes. No, okay, so... You're telling me... I, I was... They're I, gone? I, I was referring to the, I, like the original. Anyway, we can we can move on from. The-, the three most important ghosts of all time are the ghost of Christmas present, the ghost of Christmas future, and the ghost of Christmas fast. Ghost of Christmas fast. Yeah, that's the ghost that is always like, oh, the holidays just come and go so fast. Yeah. Okay. Oh, haven't the holidays? Oh, it's. I can't believe it's already over. It just feel like it came and went. Okay, so whenever you said Ghost of Christmas Fast, I thought you might have been referring to, you know, what you're trying to emulate with your fast running with the with the reindeer antlers things. No, I just I just don't know any other way. If I'm moving and I'm trying to reindeer antler people, I'm going fast as hell, man. I don't know how to do that without being at top speed, baby. How many of those are you giving out a day? Because that sounds, for one thing, even though you say it's more cost effective for, for the, the purpose you're trying to you know, accomplish, but like how many of those are you doing a day? You're doing, you know, you're pranking a few friends with it. Oh, I'm doing, I'm just doing like one session a day, which is, it's about a hundred different antlerings around town and neighboring villages. And so you're running and you're measuring temperature and you're measuring electromagnetism. Uh-huh. Determining lack of Christmas spirit. And taking pictures, checking for orbs. 
and this is all while you're sprinting. Yeah. Okay. I have like a I have like a Surface, like a Microsoft Surface, so it can be a tablet or a a laptop, and so it works perfectly on my skateboard or scooter. Is that is that an advertisement? Is that a sponsor? Or is that just No, no, just a practical, just a practical uh computer. Okay. Yeah, well great, but hey, I I'd like to say I would not mind having them as a sponsor. Um anyway, so so that's our producer Cameron. Uh bringing the Christmas cheer every day of the year near Christmas. <laughs> uh also with us is Digital in the house. Digital in the house. Yes, 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 yes. Think about it. Who are the three most famous ghosts alive? The three most important ghosts of all time are the ghosts of Christmas present, the ghosts of Christmas future, and the ghost of Christmas fast. And the ghost of Christmas fast. That's the ghost that is always like, oh, the holidays just come and go so fast. Oh, haven't the holidays, oh, it's, I can't believe it's already over. It just feels like it came and went. Wow. Oh, it's, I can't believe it's already over. I just feel like it came and went. And uh, later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a special guest who's been making some headlines. That's right, Dr. London. Yeah, so look forward to that. Uh, but before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. Um, so when I choked on food the other day, a kind stranger performed the Heimlich maneuver on me, and I coughed up the food onto the ground, and it spelled out, what I understand to be a message from a listener. The note reads, quote, Please don't say such mean things. The grandkids might be seeing this. End quote. So first of all, are you okay, Doctor Lennon? Are you okay, or were those were the were there like periods in between each word, or dashes, or something, or were you choking on something? No, there are periods in between each of those words. That's. Do you need me to give you the Heimlich maneuver? No, no, I like my throat's clear. I'm I'm fine. Let me do it just in case. I feel like that would be safer. No, I So Okay, you're oh, yeah. Okay. So you're used to to going for the head. And so you went straight for my neck there. Yep, and Let me antler you <sighs> while I'm here. Okay. And then Okay, okay well that that was below the belt. <laughs> Okay, and that that, you that good? was my legs. We that good? Was my legs. And what's on what's on your head now? That's that's some reindeer antlers. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um. So so for this listener, uh, to answer your question, uh, I apologize. You know, plain and simple. Uh, we we really maybe have said some mean things, and the grandkids really might be seeing this. So. Cameron and I would both like to make some public apologies. And I think that maybe now is a, is as good a time as any. So 
Yeah, I think that's very brave of me and you. So yeah, um, let's let's go ahead and make things right. I'll I'll go first if you don't mind. Uh, I would like to apologize sincerely for my TikTok video at Dr. Lennon Smith, in which I tried to portray how clowns behave in the wild. I recognize now that that was a form of cultural appropriation, and I will endeavor to better myself and my understanding of foreign cultures in the future. Cameron, do you have any, um, you know, any issues where you may have been inappropriate? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely uh, need to apologize for, for something. Um, so look, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, and I genuinely do mean this, I did not think that that rowboat would sink, and I did not think that she would do that. That. And I mean that. And you're referring to, okay, yeah, you're referring to that. Um, and it's not my fault, because she decided there were, to shoot fireworks off from the rowboat. Yes. W- was it her fault that she, uh, like, I guess it wasn't your fault that she couldn't swim very well. Well, it's not, she's, she eventually got to shore. It just took like a long time. And yeah, I just immediately went back to shore and I could have, I probably could have picked her up. Yeah. Like that's, that's. But again, it's not my fault, but I'm, I did not know that that boat was going to sink. So, and also I did not know that that hang glider was going to be able unable to hold two people yeah yeah and so that that really did become problematic and i did not mean to do that to her to to the mother and to the mom and she didn't deserve that and what about the your 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 partner on the hang glider the way my the partner fell upside down and i just Drag the partner by its face for the well, rest of the way. And then pants them from, from up above. Um, yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem appropriate to me. Almost like a reverse, almost like a reverse pantsing. Yeah. And I'm sorry for, because we were too heavy for the hang glider landing in those watermelons. I thought it would be funny to try to land in, in a couple of watermelons at a party that was going on sort of as a fun prank and z- zipping by, maybe antler a few people while I'm there. Mm-hmm. And um, instead of landing in watermelons, I uh, landed right into the mother's eye. Oh. Yeah. Right in our eye sockets. And that, of course, led to your, um, well, for one thing, that that mother's inability to, blind blindness, that the mother was rendered blind. And, um, I, well, it's really just color blindness because she can't see any color whatsoever. Yeah, because you, uh, yeah, you t- you took out the. So colors. I think call, just calling it blindness isn't isn't fair. It's really color blindness. Yes, I guess what's confusing is the, because you still got a, a hunk of eyeball stuck to each of your feet, which you later yeah. tried to turn into a marketable product. I just think that if we have the technology and the science to regrow eyes, then that would Which sort we of don't right. We do not have that. I could sort of take back my apology that I just made a second 
look out there. But because that, that's, that, that seems like a, a step aside kind of hypothetical because obviously that technology does not exist to my knowledge. It doesn't exist because I tried, I, the people at the patent office had gotten wind of it and they preemptively banned me from filing a patent. They had gotten too many for your, complaints. For your socks made of eyeball tissue. That was what was preemptively denied but they have they had gotten a lot of complaints about previous patents about their lack of safety from you from you specifically um yeah and usually like the loudness of volume mm-hmm. and so they just they just out they just went ahead and they called me up they said hey we heard through the grapevine that you're working on something i'm just gonna tell you right now it's not just really you should stop and so that's why we don't have that technology today yeah the amount of unethical immoral and so really just like the one before that's not my fault because that's not my fault that science Here's... hasn't gotten where i want it to go even apologizing i think is wrong yeah. like it's not it's definitely not my fault that she doesn't have an eye it's it's these regulations see in this i feel like whenever we both make formal apologies on the, the podcast and then you say it's not my fault at the end of the apology it takes away some of the force of the apology. Does that make sense? Well, because a lot, most of the time, while during the apology, I realize that I didn't do anything wrong. Nope. So what else am I going to say? I'm not going to lie. This isn't the liar show, Mm -hmm. the liar doc podcast, even though that's what you do most of the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we can, but anyway, yeah, to the mom, you'll get an eye one day, hopefully. And if you don't, it's not my fault. So, and even if you do, it it will be made to to be a sock. Well, at this point, I think if she gets an eye, like a replacement eye, mm-hmm. she should just go ahead and get two because she sort of owes me the second eye. I, I I feel like we should move on. Like this is this is how to get canceled is what I'm thinking. Whenever you try to apologize and then you say that the person who you rendered. To, to some degree of blindness, you say that they owe you... Yeah, color blindness, because she can't see any color whatsoever. It's just pure black. Yeah. Okay. So, it's just ultimate color blindness. People keep saying, oh, she's blind. It's just an extreme form of color blindness. Okay, well, let, let's go ahead and move on from there. I, I really want to step away from from that. But I, I still apologize for my That's fine. my clown portrayal. Yeah. Um, but now for today's medical topic, cryptogenic organizing pneumonitis. Cryptogenic organizing pneumonitis is an inflammatory lung disease with similar clinical and radiographic features to infectious pneumonia. It is associated with many entities such as viral infections, medications, and connective tissue disease. But most cases. Well, and the that's why the I mean that's why the pneumonuma guy is the way he is. Because of the connective tissue. Because he went viral. Okay, no, so you're a friend of the song that was famous. Yeah, you know the new. Do you remember the Numa Numa guy? Yeah, yeah. The my. It was like a. It was like a viral video like 20 years ago, and then it, there was then that Ti song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is um. That's you're saying this is what he had. Like he was born like that? It wasn't just like a learned Well, what thing. I was just about to say is that most cases of cryptogenic organizing... He was born being like a little Numa Numa guy. is uh, they're idiopathic, meaning that we do not know the cause. 
Oh, so it's sort of unknown why the Numa Numa guy became the way he is. That's just one of those unknown mysteries of is that it, of quantum physics, quantum science. Well, I, I don't I don't know that this specifically explains why that viral video was what it was, but um, oh wait, I, I go ahead because well, there's no way to know, like you said. So, so in cryptogenic organizing pneumonitis, uh, and the pneumonitis refers to itis that's inflammation and pneumo that's the uh that's the lungs that's breathing and the pneuma pneuma guy yeah okay so so disease onset is typically in the fifth or sixth decades of life most patients are symptomatic for less than two months and have a clinical presentation that mimics community acquired pneumonia so this means that patients may present with cough dyspnea that's difficulty breathing uh, they have flu-like symptoms and on imaging it may show multiple ground glass or consolidative opacities along with a restrictive pattern on pulmonary function tests. And you don't know sometimes, and this is something that I think we as Americans especially struggle with is not recognizing the issues that other people are dealing with. Cause like I had no idea that the Numa Numa guy was dealing with all of this stuff and that's why he became the way he is. I just thought he was like a weird, funny guy from the internet. Like I, I had no idea that he had. Would you say like shortness of breath? Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, you you said he, he can't within the context the way of he the dances video, is funny. You, did, may, you said something about dancing funny. Um, I you know I'm not sure to what you're referring there, but um, he may have been short of breath in the video because he was dancing a lot, and that can yeah that exercise can. You know, cause an increase wow. in oxygen. Because he has Numa Numa yeah. disease. I just thought it was because they were like kind of saying Numa Numa in the song. I didn't realize it was he was called the Numa Numa guy because of the Numa and, disease. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that there's that specific connection. Wow. But I'm not sure. I don't know his medical history. But so anyway, so frequently a uh, flexible bronchoscopy is performed to obtain a bronchiolar lavage samples to evaluate for infection, hemorrhage, and malignancy. During this procedure, a transbronchial biopsy is sometimes performed for further evaluation of lung tissue. However, a surgical wow, he lung... had that? He got that? That surgery? No, so that's actually... That's just a taking a uh, flexible bronchoscopy. That's just taking a look down, you know, into the lungs with a little biopsy. Wow. But but um, a surgical lung biopsy is generally preferred over a transbronchial biopsy to make a definitive diagnosis of cryptogenic organizing pneumonitis. Um, and that will reveal excessive proliferation or plugs of granulation tissue within alveolar ducts and alveoli. Uh, and that's with, with associated chronic inflammation in the surrounding alveoli. So, when well, I imagine there's also inflammation because he he doesn't look like he usually moves around that much as much as he's moving around in the video. Uh And so I imagine a lot of his muscles are going to feel like there's some inflammation going on. And for that, I would just suggest maybe taking a few Advil ibuprofen is, you know, the generic name. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not sure. Once again, I don't know his medical history. Even you said that this disease is a mystery. You don't know where it can come from. A lot of cases are idiopathic, meaning that, you know, you can... It's impossible to know because it's a mystery because the science hasn't caught up yet. I, so, so in these patients, spontaneous recovery may occur, 
But so you're sort of like a Sherlock Holmesy type guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, I, you know, uh, I do. I do find that I relate to Sherlock Holmes in some way. You know, we're solving medical mysteries. We we take whatever clues, mm-hmm. uh, and then based on our knowledge of medicine, we discern. Yeah, you're solving mysteries. You're riding around in a van with a dog, just like Sherlock Holmes. I uh, I feel like you're mixing some some shows and movies. So so I I think what you're referring to is Scooby Doo. Sherlock, you and you and the nurses, which are your Watson. Okay. And your oh, Watson was a doctor. PAs, your physician's assistants, who is your Mor- Mortiartes, because they're your greatest enemy. Well, that, they... And y'all are riding around in a van, and you've got a dog who is the hound of the Baskerville, who's in there. And you're feeding them hound of Baskerville snacks. And y'all are all getting wicked stoned, and you're going mostly to abandoned theme parks to find out why, um, like, the ghost of a pirate is haunting it. And it ends up being the like, the former owner most of the yeah, time. Yeah, I, uh, so I've... And that's what medicine is. And this is why we do this show. Because this is science. So you're, you're, I feel like you're really mixing up. You just took the name Sherlock, and Watson and Moriarty. Like those are those are names, and then you put them into the Scooby Doo universe. Uh, and I, it seems like a big jump. But uh, in any case, so spontaneous recovery, as I said, may, it may occur. But corticosteroids are used commonly, and over sixty percent of patients recover. Relapse may occur after a cessation of those steroids, though. In and then your nephew comes and his name is um scrappy holmes and he's kind of controversial some people like him some people don't i um because he's kind of obnoxious yeah i'm i'm not i guess i can go on the record here i i am actually not a fan of scrappy scrappy holmes scrappy holmes yeah uh well anyway that's so that's that's a medical lesson we can go ahead and you know move on to this guest sure all right uh cameron said that we had a a special guest that he's someone who's actually been making headlines is that right that's right dr london i am gonna go ahead and say and dr london you've been getting mad at me in the last few weeks for referring to every single guest we have as the most special guest that we've ever had yeah, I mean, not not so, mad, but you know, just it doesn't make that much sense to me. So I'm just gonna—I'm not even gonna say that. No one's special anymore. That's out the window. This is by far the most important guest that has ever been on a weekly podcast. Wow. Okay. So, so that the only reason I specify weekly is because Obama was on Mark Maron once, but that's bi-weekly. So that's Monday and Thursday. So on a weekly podcast, we have that lockdown though. Okay. So it's us versus a former president. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, he- hello to our guest. My name is Dr. LennonSmith.com, and this is our producer, Cameron. Uh, what was your name? Oh, hi there, guys. I'm First Airman Lloyd Kapicki. Lloyd Kapicki. You can call me Lloyd or First Airman or Mr. Kapicki, whatever you prefer. Can I call you LK? Yeah, that's totally fine. LK, that'll do it. Like I always say, as long as somebody is trying to talk to me, I feel better. Yes.
Oh, wow. So that's something you say to yourself a lot. It's, yeah, it is. You know, sometimes up here in the sky, you're all alone. I should probably tell you what, why I have the title First Airman. It's something I gave to myself once I got into the sky. Yeah, you must be a, a pilot, right? Not exactly. Were you in the military or anything like that? I, no. I was rejected from the military once and did not try again. Uh, they said, you don't have the qualifications. Yeah, I would, same, same story. Really? Is that right? Yeah. No, oh, I see. What? I think it was because I, I was too fast. That makes sense. Yeah, they want to have a monotone speed to all their soldiers. Yeah, they want to be able to track how fast you're going with those mile per hour guns, mm-hmm. but I, w- I think I, w- mine, I was breaking it because of my sort of top speed. No one told me that, but that's the best I can assume. Nothing else made sense. The stuff they told me didn't make sense. I'm sorry, I'm making this all about me. I, I apologize. That's totally okay. I'm interested in you as well. I want to hear from you. So you're not a you're not a pilot, and you weren't in the military. So where does the the first airman well, come from? Well, you know, I am the first airman of my own personal uh, uh, service for letting folks know uh, all about the traffic in Los Angeles. I am the first airman of Lloyd Kapicki's traffic service. Uh, I go up in the sky on my jetpack and I report on the traffic all around the city. So people know oh, where to go, where not to go. But the trick is, I'm only doing it to help my wife get home faster. Fix up that commute. <laughs> oh, okay. Huh. Wait, you have a yeah, jetpack? Jetpack's jet the, the kind of the big thing I'm hearing, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yes, I do have a jetpack. Uh, I You may have seen some stories out of Los Angeles a couple of months back about a, a guy in a jetpack getting caught over LAX. Ah. That was, I didn't want to go to LAX because they always catch me, but I did have to because, you know, she had to drop something off at the airport on her way home. So I, I had to make sure that she could get home quickly and <laughs> avoid any police and such. So, yeah. Okay, so I I do remember those reports, but you're telling me that the only reason you're even doing that flying around everywhere is just to be able to, like, help your wife's commute? That's exactly right. Yeah, see, I wanted to, I've always wanted to be a news traffic reporter. That's been my Mm -hmm. dream since I was a little kid and I first saw somebody up in a helicopter reporting on the traffic. And then, you know, I tried. But was that something that you were, was that something you were rejected from? And you never tried again? Exactly, exactly. I was rejected once, and I thought, well, I can't do that, but I could make my own way. And my wife, you know, she really appreciated the idea that I would help her with traffic and easing her commute. Uh, So she did finance building a jetpack. We spent a lot of time working on it. Uh, uh, And now I have one, and I can help her get home quicker. Wow. And one more really important question, and don't lie to me here, sir. Okay. What was your wife dropping off at the airport? I've never dropped something off at the airport in my life. I've dropped people off, but I've never been like, well, oh, I got to swing by the airport to drop off like a package. Yeah, you know, she told me I should never ask too many questions about her work, but she did have to drive into one of the back hangers, pick something out of her trunk that looked roughly like a rolled up carpet, dump it in the water by the by the docks, and then get back in the car and get out of there quickly. So I, yeah. I don't know exactly what it was, huh. but, uh, but uh, yeah. it sure was interesting. Yeah, I, I guess interesting is the word for it. Yeah, you know, I've I found that a lot of the work that I do is about getting her home as fast as possible um, so that we can spend a lot of time together. Uh, but then when we do get home, she often has phone calls she has to make, and uh, we don't get to spend as much time together as I, would, as I would have hoped, but we do see each other every night, which is, you know, that's important in a marriage, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys spend a lot of time... To- 
with each other. But also, you know, your wife is unwilling to tell you her business, like what she's doing, but she's fine with you sort of spying on her everywhere she goes, right? Well, she, hey, listen, she's very open with me about her job title, and that is she is the director of waste management for the city of Los Angeles, but she just told me not to ask too many questions about the details because it's mostly trash related and that's not interesting to anyone anyway. Oh, okay. She she told you to not ask the details because it's too boring. Exactly. I mean, who needs to know yeah. what whose who's carpet that was, you know? It's just trash. It's got to go in the, yeah, in the landfill I'm, or sometimes in the water. And I'm always telling my friends preemptively, hey, never ask about this one thing because the details of it are so boring. You wouldn't even want to know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I tell my friends that all the time, and they're like, no, your job is flying around in the sky. That's very interesting. Uh, and so I do tell them the details because they're right. It's fun. It's great up here. I got to tell you guys. Oh, you're flying you... right now? Right now? You're in the air? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I'm always in the air these days. I try not to land, except at night to see my wife. Yeah. So so what... Um... And you got to refuel. So I'm just surprised that, you know, that you have a jetpack, considering that it's such a novelty that so many people, you know, have kind of dreamed of i know for you that wasn't your dream but for a lot of people you know jetpack kind of would be their dream so uh have you thought about i don't know have you tried sharing this technology with with others who you know might want to develop it into mass production anything like that Absolutely, I have. Yeah, I sent the blueprints to Elon Musk, and I said, Muskie, let's make a deal, you know? Uh, he didn't appreciate the nickname. I, I was way too I was way too bold in, in just going with a nickname. I didn't even know if he had or not. And he said that they were working on something yeah. of their own. They didn't need my help, and they had no interest in working with me. So I kind of, after trying once, I gave up, you know? Yeah, we, we, you, you can't trust Musk to get stuff done. We've talked about that a bit on this show. We actually had to design the Cybertruck mm-hmm. for him yeah. a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. Because he told everyone he had it done, and he didn't. He forgot about oh, it. musky. <laughs> and just to be clear, I don't know him, and I can't call him that. Nope. Yeah, he called us up and was like, dudes. And so we had to take care of it. So don't trust that guy. The fact that you built yourself a working mm-hmm. jetpack is is pretty incredible well, thanks yeah i appreciate it you know it's it's interesting the more funds you have to work with the more successful you can be in any kind of technological enterprise that's what i always uh think to myself sometimes yeah and what so where did you get all of these or, or how much did it cost i guess yeah, uh, that's an interesting question i haven't asked my wife the details uh you know mm. she donna is a very uh uh a very loving woman, but not very forthcoming with details, as we've said. So, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. say, like, how much did this cost? How much did that cost? But uh, between the two of us, we did a lot of work in the shed, uh, and <laughs> we got it working. A couple of first prototypes did burn my whole butt off, but then oh. after that, you know, uh, we managed to get the angle on the jetpack thrusters correct, so it wasn't pointing straight down at where my butt is and, and just a little bit out, and, mm-hmm. and that was a lot sa- safer and, and more successful. So do you, do you wear... A- you know, a, a, a butt prosthetic now, or? That's actually why I wanted to talk to you, Doctor, because I was curious what you thought, uh, uh, you know, my options might be for, as someone with a very burned butt, how can I sit comfortably? Yeah, that, well, I guess, okay, so first question, um, how long ago did this happen? How long ago was your, your buttocks burned off? 
Yeah, so the initial butt burnings began in around, I would say, April of 2020. And then uh, up through June, there were pretty repetitive incidents where I did burn my whole butt off. But then in July, we figured out how to angle the thrusters correctly. So since then, I haven't had any fresh burns, but they are still painful. Right, because you've got you've got like four months of butt burn built up. That's right. Yeah, my whole butt's covered in so char. So I imagine that must, yeah, that must hurt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, it seems like a sort of a compliment. I mean, if you had a flat ass, then you would have been a lot safer. But you must have been packing some packing some junk in the trunk. Absolutely. Yeah, my wife's colleagues described me uh, as her uh her thick plaything which i i never really enjoyed but at the same time i'm like mm, it's kind of a compliment huh and that's thick with two c's yes yes i, <laughs> I don't know if that came through in the way i was saying it oh oh yeah no that's clear i assume anytime anyone says thick nowadays it's with yeah, two regardless c's. of the situation so i mean dr london yeah. help this help this formerly large budded yeah, man so I mean, did you go to the hospital? Did they talk about, you know, doing any grafting or like, cause I, I don't know, you know, exactly your situation. Uh, yeah. What, this is not a time for crafting Dr. London. What you're going to give him some, some, uh, cardboard paper or whatever and have him, have him make fun shapes in a poster board. This is not a time for that. Yeah. No, I, I was referring a little bit more to the, um, you know, that skin grafts to crafting. So, so skin grafts there, they take a, you know, a portion of your skin from a different part of your body. Oh, you were, you're, you're saying graphing. Okay. So you're going to find, you're going to do crunch the numbers and do the math to fix his burnt little butt. I mean, we did graph the damage, so there, there is. I do have a visual rep- representation of the course of uh, uh, of the experimentation uh, during the building process that shows how burned my whole butt was from day to day. But I don't know how useful that'll be to you, since I just want it fixed now, not back then, you know. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I did want to go to the hospital, but that's one of the big rules in our house: is no hospitals. Sorry, you're not allowed to go to the hospital. No, it's something, you know, Donna, she says we're trying not to attract attention on one of those kind of deals. You know, uh, hey, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, I mean, is it? Because what I'm hearing is that, you know, maybe like like that sounds like it's a very serious emergency situation where, you know, a trip to the hospital is pretty essential. But going... Dr. London, going to the hospital is a personal choice. Yes. You can't force people to... I know in your America, that's what you'd want, is anytime anyone's sick or has something infected or whatever, that they rush to the hospital and they make sure they give the doctor a zillion dollars. But if people want to, you know, take that infection and just sort of glue it back together then that's fine. That's their choice. Okay. And I guess, okay, we can move on from there, I guess, because in my mind, you want to go to the hospital if you have a severe burn that results in sort of a a significant body change. But, sure. um, okay. I'll say in, in my case, case we ran it under some cold water, problem solved for the most part, although it does still hurt now. 
Yeah. So, so have you looked into prosthetics then? Like, because they do have, for, for any given body part, they typically have receiving the usual medical treatment. You know, I'm open to any suggestion. I just can't, you know, I can't report my injuries to the hospital just in case they, you know, want a full explanation of what happened. Any police get involved. It's a whole thing. You know, it's it's one of those it's one of those house rules that sometimes you have in a in a in a, in a relationship in a marriage. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'll say, you know, mainly what I'm focused on with you, what I'm hoping to get from you, is just like a cream or something that'll make it feel a little better when I sit down. Yeah, Doctor Lund, can you give him a cream or like a gel or something that he can? Kind of just, and I do want to speak real quick about how impressed I am with your relationship and, and exactly what you were talking about. Sometimes in a relationship, you got to make compromises. That's what a relationship is. So, I mean, sometimes that's, uh, okay, I got to stop drinking milk straight from the carton. And other times it's, you. I can't go to the hospital. Right. Right, exactly, exactly. And I'm not allowed to have like a regular job because it's my job to make sure that traffic patterns are adjusted to make sure that she can get home on time, which I love that because honestly, when I used to have a regular job, it was a lot of like, okay, sure, who wants another Auntie Anne's pretzel? I'll sell it to you, you know, and that's not fun. Yeah, mostly pretzel-based employment. That's true. I did only work, I've only worked at an Auntie Anne's and a Wetzel's. Oh, wow. So you sort of... You sort of uh, de- uh, defected a little bit to the competitor. Well, you know, they were offering better rates. And it's, it's one of the things. Like, If you can get paid more to do the same work somewhere else, you should really consider it. That's something I always say. And that's actually how, you know, that's, I would say it's a lesson I learned from my wife to an extent. Like, this was prior to when I met her. But th- in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, she does that all the time. <laughs> that's how she pulls people from the East Coast to the West Coast, you know? Yeah, so so maybe we can talk about your wife for a second. I know I know you hear about you, but it sounds like oh, I don't want to. I want to talk about me. Yeah, but like I'm I'm just kind of curious, just to put in the context of where you are in what you do. For one thing, you said sure. something about correcting traffic, because I I was under the impression that you were flying up, checking what traffic looks like, and then letting her know what it looks like. But are you are you actively changing traffic right. in some way? Well, see, that's the thing, you know, you have to get people to listen to your show, uh, your traffic show, so that they know where to go, right? So I'm up in the air, I'm saying, hey, if you're on the 10, you should maybe get off the 10, because the 110, which intersects with it, there's a big backup there, so you're going to have a slowdown. But the trick is, that's not true, I just want them off the 10 to clear the way for my wife to go. (laughs) See, it's a trick. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So your your traffic reports are lies. That's right. My traffic reports are not true. And this is one of the big reasons why they wouldn't keep me on at KTLA, the 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 news network that I tried to work at at first, uh, because I kept doing yeah. this. And they kept saying, you have to report the actual facts of the traffic so people can get home quicker. And I'm like, no, if I do that, then my wife can't get home quicker. You see? It's a, it's a big disconnect we had. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because it's like, okay, well, then why am I doing this if I'm not helping my wife get home faster? So what's the point? What's the point of this paycheck if my wife's not home on time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they also, again, I've only worked at two different pretzel shops, so I never actually officially worked at KTLA. It was just part of my training, my my audition day, you know? That's how they do that. They, They audition people for the role of news traffic reporter. 
Well, and I'm sure if there was a if there was something huge in the pretzel world, you'd be able to report on that. That's the same as the news. That's true. Uh, so far, never in any of my days living on Earth has there been any pretzel-related mm. news. But if there was any, I would report on it. Bombshell. Something huge. New flavor mm. or something. Oh, yeah. Huge. But I want to hear... I, wanna, I, I, I know you don't want to talk about... You said your wife was what? Like a garbage man or something? Waste management? She's the director of waste management for the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you, while you're um, flying around mm-hmm. directing traffic, mm-hmm. where does she go most of the time? That's interesting. There's this uh, Italian sub shop uh, in downtown Los Angeles she spends a lot of mm-hmm. time at, and I am mostly hovering over there, monitoring for any police activity in the area, letting her know if anything And do you know up. her to be like a huge sub sandwich person? She doesn't eat them. You know, she does say jardera, jardinera. I know how to say it, jardinera. That stuff's pretty good, she thinks. But, uh, but no, she doesn't eat subs usually. Uh, it's her, her. It's a family legacy. You know, her, her father ran this place, and her father's father mm. before him. And now, she, you know, she's in waste management, but she still has a connection to it because her cousin uh, does run it. Um, but you know, so she's always there. And then when it's time for her to go somewhere else, it's like, hey, make sure that you know the ten's clear so I can get quickly to the airport drop off a carpet or you know to uh, a wooded area to drop off a carpet or you know to sometimes the dump where she'll drop off a carpet a lot of carpet droppings <laughs> yeah i didn't notice that are, are which is in- which to me shows signs of a really happy and solid and positive relationship mm mm-hmm. because I think so too. she's not afraid to be like you know what i know we just bought this carpet but it's not me, so I'm going to throw this one out and get a new one. I think those compromises and those sort of figuring out who you are together shows a really, really special relationship. Thank you. Yeah, I think so, too. I think our relationship is absolutely special. And Yeah, I mean, the carpets generally do come from the sub shop, not from our home. But every once in a while, there right, will be one from the from our house where, you know, and that's that's fine. I don't care about the carpets. Uh, the house is just there for us to be happy in, you know? It doesn't matter what else is around. Exactly. Wow. I Okay, so I am curious. So you, you, you talk about how you go through a lot of carpets. Are you are you in a carpet or rug business? Or, or are you just well, having to keep buying these? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, we're not personally, but my wife's brother... Uh, uh, Vincent, he does run a carpet store, and and I think most of the carpets come from there, but I'm not 100% sure. Again, that's one of those details I'm not supposed to ask about. Yeah. Oh, okay. And does your does your wife, do you ever have to jetpack, like, out of town, like, out of state? Uh, I have occasionally had to clear the way uh, into Mexico for some of her associates. Not usually her, but I figured that's just, like, you know, we had trash that's so important it's got to get to Mexico quick, you know? And that was trash wrapped up in a, was in a it carpet, wrapped yeah. up in a carpet? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. does does she know about? I mean, I, I would assume given her job, but like, you know, a lot of people dispose of their waste with dumpsters or trash cans, and, you know, is she aware of these, she's these modalities as opposed to the the rug situation? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. I mean, so she 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 runs waste management for the city. So there's plenty of trash uh, collectors who work for her and use the regular dumpsters and such. But it's just when she has priority trash, it's got to go, you know, oh. via carpet to either you know yeah. a specific dump or Mexico. Sometimes the water. Sometimes deep in the woods. Every once in a while, it gets buried underneath a new construction site, so that when the construction site goes up, they'll never find the trash. You know, things like that. Yeah. And I mean, and that just that's just great customer service, like being mm-hmm. able to supply priority trash, just like priority mail or anything else. If you pay a little extra, you know that this thing is going to, uh, you know, be sort of put maybe out of town in the bottom of a quarry. Exactly. And exactly. I, I hate to sort of throw anything into question here, but have you thought about? So in in a lot of movies and TV shows I've seen, the the method sort of the easier method to get rid of, and I don't I don't want to be so just this I guess this is hypothetical for now. But if you wanted to get rid of a human body, you would roll it up into uh-huh. a you know a rug, and then throw that away. Sure. Does that right? Uh, d- and so given that your wife has been throwing away a lot of rugs. Do you think that there's any chance uh-huh. that the, the waste, the trash she's throwing away, the garbage is a human body? <laughs> I, mean, I can't think of any reason why that would be, you know, I mean, it's sure it's possible, but I figured more likely it's just like a bunch of computer parts that don't fit into a bag that you can't put in a plastic bag because it'll break uh, through the plastic bag, but a carpet will hold them, you know, or like, you know, broken glass, same issue. That'll break through a plastic trash bag, but it won't break through a carpet. Now, of course, yeah, it is theoretically possible that. You know, she's seen a lot of mob movies and thought, well, this would be a good way to get a, get rid of a body. But <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, there's no mob in L.A. Everyone knows that. Yeah, and it, I mean, this to me just sounds like a normal Italian-American woman who loves eating subs with her family members and has figured out a reasonable and cheap and sustainable way to dump out trash, which is instead of, oh, we're just going to use plastic and it won't be even be recyclable. Well, maybe you can use this carpet and maybe that can be recyclable, which I don't know. Exactly. And it's amazing that you knew she was Italian-American. We didn't even talk about that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. She has a strong Italian-American heritage that uh, is so strong that she told me I'm not even allowed to take her last name just in case, you know, because her, you know, it, it's she's her, her full name's Donna Corleone. Yeah, so so this is sounding a lot more like maybe sort of a. Do do you think your wife could possibly be a part of the mob and maybe, you know, her urging you to Doctor London? You could. I am so I am so sorry, Doctor London. You cannot accuse a guest wife of of being part of the mob. I didn't. It was just a question. I I'm just asking if possibly. His wife could be involved in the mob and maybe, you know, to protect him, she is urging him to not ask about her involvement in said mob. I mean, look, if she was in the mob, I would just say she is fantastic at covering it up because nobody knows, not even me. (laughs) But uh, no, there's no mob in L.A. Everyone knows that. 
And you've got eyes on her all the time. So if she was doing mm-hmm. shady stuff like that, you would totally know about it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, I see her all the time. She's taking trash from one place to another, making sure no yep. one could ever find it, and that's just the job of a waste management director. It's <laughs> it's nothing mob-related. Okay, it just seems... To, to me, it sounds pretty suspicious. And, like, <laughs> just because it's... And granted, I have not worked in waste management, you know, so I... You want to know what you also haven't done, Dr. London, is cure this man's hurting butt. Right. Which is what he came Do you have a cream or a gel or anything for my whole butt being burned? Just so I can Uh, sit down. Or just padded underwear, honestly. Oh, yeah, do you have padded underwear? Is that... Can I get that prescription? Like medical-grade padded underwear? Yeah, and, uh, like, even... Is it so? Is the scar tissue still fresh? Is it like oozing? Is it an open wound or? It's not oozing. It's not an open wound. It was for a little while. We ran it under cold water. Then we applied some aloe vera cream, and then I did wear diapers for a time, just because the diapers would hold in the ooze. Not because I had to listen. I can go to the bathroom wherever I want, whenever I want. But, uh, uh, but the diapers were good for the pain to an extent. Uh, uh, but now at this point, it's just I'm mostly just dealing with charred skin on my whole butt. Okay, yeah, I guess cushions would be the biggest thing. And then, yeah, moisturizing cream, I could see. It's just mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, you know, I'd really have to see you for a formal office visit to uh to Oh, really that's tough, because I am in advice. the sky all the time. So, yeah, and also pretty much all the time. You know, to... I do land to see my wife. Yeah. yeah. And you, you do, you, you know... Obviously, since you're not allowed to go to the hospital, you're probably also not allowed to go to see, you know, Dr. London in his office, I assume, right? Yeah, I mean, I uh, we've definitely, so like, you know, if if there's a flu in the family, we will bring in a doctor to the, uh, to the submarine shop, you know, and occasionally... Right, it's sort of in the, in the back room with a doctor who's sort of making house calls, right? Exactly, exactly. And Never in, a, in an office, yeah. Right, yeah. So if Dr. London, if you'd be interested in, you know, maybe getting a free meatball sub, checking out my butt, we could arrange something. We could arrange a time. Yeah, yeah should... Dr. London, do you want to make a house call to this family's sub shop? I, and, and like, well, I think I'd have to probably decline And maybe that could be sort of, a, sort of an ongoing relationship going forward. Maybe they need something stitched up, or maybe they need something removed, or something like that. And that'd be fantastic. Yeah, our last family doctor did disappear strangely on the same night that I watched, uh, that I helped clear the way for my wife to take a carpet to the uh, to the dump in Pasadena. Uh, but yeah, so we've been looking for a new one for a couple of weeks now. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I I just have my own reservations about it. For, for me. You know, part of the issue is, you know, I'm not. Oh, really in the no, area. no, no. Those reservations have been canceled. Sorry. Okay. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, to the. Because we made if those. If you don't have reservations for dinner, ago. I mean, a sub sandwich could be a great solution. Yeah. I, we might want to just pick up a sub sandwich, Dr. London, because, yeah, those reservations. I So I didn't make them, but it was because my phone, it had an upgrade. Uh huh. That's it. And so you decided not to not to make them. Yeah. Okay. I did the upgrade instead. 
I had to choose between the two, and I felt like that was more important for security. Okay, well, uh, so Smart. Lloyd, security is very your, important. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, I, you know, I've already got kind of a full employment going on, so it's for me to split my time. That'd be more than like, and I'm I'm happy with where I am. So, uh, thank you. Oh, okay, I mean, it doesn't sound well, like it's a full time right. job. It's just occasional house calls, Doctor London. And it's probably not even during working hours. I mean, how, what time of day does do uh, does the doctor usually drop by? That's a great question. I mean, I've I've definitely helped clear traffic to get the doctor to to the sub shop at all kinds of different hours. A lot of three a.m. calls, you know, mm-hmm. where I've I've worked a double duty to to clear the ways to get uh, uh, some of my wife's associates' cars to the to the sub shop as quickly as I p- possible, while also clearing the way to get uh, uh, the doctor to the sub shop as quickly as possible all while monitoring for any police activity which honestly i mean sometimes they ask me to do too much i think but it was a fun night huh so yeah you could work any hours you want except you do have to work all hours just in case yeah Yeah. i mean dog this seems manageable so how about this we're gonna talk we're gonna come by the sub shop later i i don't know and we're gonna talk through this okay i i don't know about about all that but but you know what? It seems like this is a good time to go ahead and um so so we I, I guess we didn't warn you about this beforehand, but we actually have some chores that we have to do sometimes. Oh yeah. Anything I can help you with from this guy? Yeah, honestly, any any help would be helpful, I guess. I guess I can explain to you and to our listeners who are maybe just now checking in. Uh basically, Dr. London and I had a uh, to-do list of chores that we sort of neglected and we lost the list for a while and now it's this huge list of stuff we've got to do and we got to get it done and so I created this chore wheel and we spin it every week and whatever chore it lands on we just got to do it even if we don't want to do it even if we're being lazy or whatever we just got to do it and so uh, we're going to mm-hmm. go ahead and spin the chore wheel right now and uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do it if that's okay, Dr. Lund. Yeah, that, yeah, I'll stand fine? back because it's, uh, I don't know who added spikes, but there are spikes. Oh, that was just to ward off thieves. That's all. I, I mean, I guess so it let me works. Oil... I, I don't see any. DJ Dylan, can you oil up the wheel a, a little? Yes. A little? Just go ahead and oil it up. Okay. And then spin. Oh, I was dreading this chore. Oh, man. I can't believe we got to do this. Yeah. Okay, but no, we we have to. It's on the wheel. Um, We have to have our holiday party. <sighs> okay. No, no, it's that great. That sounds great. It, so it's... Well, it's... We have to... It's a lot, it's I, a lot more complicated than it sounds. I do you wish, want to explain why? I mean... Okay, so... So for one thing, normally, like... Because there's the invitation process. We're... We sure we'd like to have the party now, but there's so much prep involved. Uh, like Cameron, you've been working on the chocolate fountain, right? Building it. Yeah, and that's been we've run out of materials, which has been the issue because of how large it's. You know, we have to make it larger every single year, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, we've been doing this for so long that it's become sort of, sort of a large fountain, like a 
almost like a city park type of fountain of chocolate that you can sort of dance in if you want to or whatever. Yeah. L- last year, we had to donate ours, and it was considered, like, they used it to help build a highway. Yeah. Uh, because it was so gargantuan. And frankly, it, and not, not to be down on you, Cameron, but it, the construction wasn't, like, it didn't actually make chocolate flow. It seemed like your perception of a chocolate fountain was that it had to be made of chocolate-looking substances. Yeah, just like brown wood, dark brown colors. Yeah. Which, you know, which, which just why? normal stuff that you paint a dark brown. Yeah, which is why that that highway, you know, it did did collapse. Um anyway, so so the the other thing about holiday parties is that it requires mingling with your co-workers and i'm not sure if our listeners are aware of this but cameron and i do not talk outside of the podcast Mm-mm. if we can help it nope we gotta um, save it for the podcast that's right i, I sometimes can... sometimes dr london will be like hey cameron and i go la 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 with my ears plugged mm-hmm. because save it for the cast man yeah that's money uh, so Lloyd, maybe you can help, you know, soften this. So we'll, uh, okay. So we have some punch here. Uh, I don't know if, so from the sky, if you could, I don't know, try to join in a little bit to whatever extent. Well, I mean, maybe you can help like just w- w- what do you and your wife do for the holidays? Yes. That'll be helpful. Oh, that's a great question. You know, we actually, we tend to not take formal holidays. It's more like spontaneous vacations here and there. Um, But during the actual holidays, we do some of, she does some of her best work then. Because, you know, the city has a lot of waste, especially around the holidays when people are having parties like yours, you know, uh, dealing with, say, a big chocolate fountain that has to be turned into part of a highway. That's kind of in her whole bailiwick, you know. In those times, we do have to... uh, keep the roads clear for i have to keep the roads clear because she has to do a lot of work um but something i like about the holidays is lights so if you want any lights hung on your buildings no i can do that yes yes oh yeah that'd be super helpful yeah if you could just fly by the studio i'd love to yeah yeah and just just throw some lights on there that'd be awesome so we've got the lights taken care of Ooh. Can we like spell a message in the lights? You know how some people do that? Dr. London, do you wanna do you have a message you wanna put in there? It's gotta be like one or two words. It's gotta be short. Yeah, okay. Um uh not sus. Oh, sure, because you're not the imposter. Yeah. And the best way to, you know, convey that would be to just say it. I I guess I was I think thinking so. more along the lines of like Tony Hawk. Is that? Oh yeah. Do you want to tell the world that you're Tony Hawk? Or just an, I think it's an or just that the yeah an enthusiast or just that the party sort of embodies the spirit of Tony Hawk, and also I I think if Tony Hawk maybe flew somewhere and then was flying back home and he saw that he'd probably be like oh I should probably uh, check that out or even better he's like oh I guess that's my house I thought my house was somewhere else but. I mean, that place is labeled Tony Hawk, so I should probably head there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I guess either one, uh, or mix the two up, or even. You're um, going to say not sus Tony Hawk? Oh, I was going to say what not about... Tony Hawk, or Tony Hawk oh, sus. Okay. 
What about Tony Hawk colon not sus? I like it. That way we're just letting the world know that Tony Hawk is not the imposter. Yeah, and he get, might drop by to to show his appreciation. I just I'm not sure if we can be sure that he isn't sus. But um okay, no that's that a good sounds, point. He seems like good. too so, good of a guy not to be an imposter. We got to take care of we got to take care of the tree. Yeah. So the tree which so unfortunately uh, I couldn't find like Christmas tree type trees. Um, so it is just sort of like a heap of blankets. Uh huh. But I think that embodies Christmas even more than a Christmas tree, don't you think? Because of warmth uh-huh. and cold coldness and like by the fire and stuff. Yeah. So it's just a pile of blankets. Yeah. Uh, no decor. No. No ornaments or anything. No. And I should specify when I say blankets, I mean just top sheets. Yes. Yes. No, they're not like quilt. I, I worry people were thinking I was talking about quilts or something. It's just the top sheets, but it's a lot of them. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it is a hefty amount, so it's it's soft, but um, it's so easy to confuse blankets and top sheets because they are two different things. And that's, I this is honestly one of the purposes of this show is sort of teaching our audience the difference and the science behind these differences. You know, science tells us that a quilt is going to have sort of a different consistency than a top sheet. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. That's something that might take generations to to figure out. But science can tell us that those differences do exist. And don't even get me started on a duvet cover. I mean, that's just, that's a cross between the two that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. No, and that's, it's trying too hard. That's all I got to say. All right, so that's the, the tree, the... And I think the... The last thing is the is the food, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, because what you because I was gonna say f- drinks, but yes, because you, you made a a grog. Um, yeah, you made a very thick uh, soup, so thick that it's almost a food. It's not quite grog, and it's not quite gruel. Mm-hmm. But I sort of call it grogulg. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of a yeah, it's sort of a combination of the two, and yeah. so that way, uh, if you're just wanting to drink with your friends, or if you're trying to feed everyone in the orphanage, which this 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 drink is for you, and it is drink slash food because you do have to chew it quite a bit. It is heavily alcoholic, so I I would oh loaded yeah, yeah I wouldn't say giving it to kids is a good idea and it's been sitting in the sun for weeks i don't know if that makes it more alcoholic or less alcoholic but i it stinks like hell yeah so you guys i have to cut in here i gotta tell you my least favorite way to consume alcohol is to chew it okay really teach their own i guess i suppose so i i'm not familiar with a lot of other ways but um anyway so i feel like we've we've got a real party going um wow yeah this is this is really something okay and all right one more thing i got the boom box Mm -hmm. we gotta pick a christmas song okay uh and we gotta you know stay within what we have the rights to so dito dylan actually would you mind um popping my favorite tune i know it's it's just i try to do stuff for the podcast but this year could you play my favorite smoke weed every day oh Okay. 
All right. Well, that was uh, very um, saucy. Yeah, I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't want to say inappropriate, but I did feel like it was inappropriate. Yeah, and I guess, I guess you could. I, I guess there's a world in which that is my favorite. I just maybe not, maybe not this one. But in any case, um, I think it's a good time to. Well, let's let's uh, destroy. Sorry, um, unfurl, close up, and repackage the chore wheel. right okay and uh i guess that that brings us to the end um so anyway i want to be thank you uh to uh first airman lloyd capicki and Mm -hmm. lloyd um is there any way for the listeners to reach you to to keep up with you to hear from you after after today's recording i'm so glad you asked yeah if you want to hear my traffic reports which again they are real they're not lies i'm not just tricking you to get you out of the way so my wife can get home faster uh that is at um twitch.tv slash first airman lloyd kapicki i have to do it on twitch because i'm not allowed to broadcast directly to radio so it's it's complicated it's complicated uh but if yeah, you want to f- you oh, go were ahead. you were banned also from twitter because of how much uh misinformation you were posting about the election and they were sort of cracking down on that yeah i did keep posting about how uh the most important thing about getting to the polls was to not block traffic stay away from being in the streets and people and they did ban me from twitter for that saying you know no it's really important that people get to the polls do their voting whatever whatever Uh, i'm like okay sure but just keep, keep the roads clear you know um so yeah, I'm banned from Twitter. <laughs> also, I tried to get a job on the radio. They said no once and I quit. So uh, that's that. But another thing you can do on the internet that I like is I follow this guy on Instagram at Ezra Partier, on Twitter at Ezra Parter. And he, he's, he does a bunch of shows every week, but one really fun one is this one called Apocalypse Tips with Lester Pips. That's a podcast now. Uh, uh, so you can get that wherever you get podcasts and also is on Twitch. Uh, every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash pack theater. It's fun. Not mob affiliated, but fun. That sounds great. All right. So our listeners can, you know, look up either those traffic tips or uh, go to those apocalypse tips. Mm -hmm. All right. And, uh, I guess I guess it's time to wrap it up. So um so thank you obviously to Lloyd. Uh thank you to our producer Cameron. Thank you to Jijado in the house. Jijado in the house. Yeah, I sent the blueprints to Elon Musk and I said, Muskies, Muskies let's make a deal. You know, uh, he didn't appreciate the nickname. I, I was way too. Uh, I was way too bold and, and just going with a nickname. I didn't even know if he had or not. Muskies, Muskies. Let's, let's, Muskies. Muskies let's make a deal. Musky, let's, let's make a deal. It's, it's interesting. The more funds you have to work with, the more successful you can be in any kind of technological enterprise. That's what I always uh, think to myself sometimes. Musky, let's, 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 let's make a deal. Musky, let's, let's, let's make a deal. Just to be clear, I don't know him and I can't call him that. My name is Dr. LennonSmith.com and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya.
The door slams in your face with a loud slam, and it is difficult to discern whether the silence that follows is more due to the contrast from the significant volume of yelling that you had inundated that room with moments before, or because of the muted layer of deafness provided by the door's closure. In any case, you are perfectly fine with it. That's right, door. You are fine with it. And why shouldn't you be? Who oils these hinges? You! And who has suppressed every urge to punch a hole through the door? You! And still, the door decides to slam in your face? Ha! Well, you don't even need this stupid door. Still, as you run your hand along the wooden frame, you can't help but feel wistful about your times together. It's, it's always hard to make a clean break, but you must. Speaking of things you must do, don't forget to leave a five-star review of the Jock Talk podcast in which you share about your troubles with doors that have difficult personalities. And consider supporting us by becoming a patron on the Jock Talk podcast Patreon. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Talk podcast with a friend or foe. You can send them a link to your favorite episode or just send them our handy website, jockdocpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. We are at Jock Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. 